Hello and welcome to A Reader's Book Corner, the podcast that showcases indie books and the talented authors who write them. I'm your host, Teresa Beasley. I'm a thriller author and founder of A Reader's Book Corner. And today I'm so excited because I have here with me the talented romance author, Lucy Eden. Welcome, Lucy. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. I'm very excited. Thank you. Um, so for you know, listeners that may not know you or may not have um, found your books yet, can you share a little bit about yourself and what drew you to writing? Yeah. Um, gosh, what is there to tell about me? So, um, yeah, I'm just a very all around creative person, have been my entire life, had, you know, a, a huge plethora of different jobs and careers. And I feel like I've always been a writer and I've always been drawn um, to storytelling. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically it. Um, the thing that drew me to writing, honestly, um, you know, throughout my life, I've, I've done a lot of different forms of writing. So, um, I like the, uh, aspect of romance, uh, whereas there are, you know, there's pretty much only two rules. Um, and, you know, having a book that always has to end in a happy ending gives you a lot of uh, creative license and um, the amount of stories you can tell are are limitless. So it's it's just a really fun um, genre to work in. Yes, that is true. There's so many different types of romance <laughs> books out and different tropes and things you can do. So, I mean, yeah. you can write several, several of them and still come up with a brand new different idea that you've just never thought of. <laughs> Absolutely. So that yeah. is kind of cool. Now, I read your novella, uh, Blind Date with the Book Boyfriend. Yes. Really enjoyed it. So Thank can you, you share the inspiration behind that particular book? Yeah, that book was written very quickly. And I think the biggest motivator for that book was imposter syndrome. Um, so let me let me backtrack and give you give you some backstory. I was invited by Karina Halle, who is a New York Times bestselling author, to do a signing at the Ripped Bodice in California with three other or two other um, New York Times bestselling romance authors. At the wow. time, I was not a New York Times bestselling romance author. I'm still not. And um, I was feeling a little um, overwhelmed by the invitation because, you know, it was definitely giving very big, no one is coming to see you Otis energy. Oh. <laughs> so I wanted to, uh, I got the idea, I had about three weeks notice and I wanted to write something um, and give it away for free just to kind of give the readers an idea of who I was and, you know, the types of stories that I write. So I called a friend of mine who lived in Culver City and uh, she gave me like a rundown of, of great things to do on a date. And the story just kind of evolved from there. I uh, finished the first draft in about four days, sent it to my editor to have it edited, got a cover designed. And yeah, that's, that's basically how that story came about. And so many people loved it um, and were asking if, I could start selling it, so I sold it, and yeah, it's one of my most popular books ever. So, wow! Wow! Yeah. What a story! Oh man, I 
I bet you yeah. that felt so intimidating being it, there with them, knowing that they were New York Times bestselling authors. Oh my God, they would be so. Yeah, honestly, by the time <laughs> it started, I was really comfortable because they're, you know, Good. they're really down to earth um, people. And the story, I just really wanted to write something that kind of introduced you to uh, the Ripped Bodice, which is where it was taking place, and the city in the, you know, the city, the Culver City where, mm -hmm. you know, the book where the Ripped Bodice is. So it's just kind of like a very long first date, but it also kind of gives you a tour of Culver City. And it's also written from the perspective of two people who love reading romance books. So it's kind of, you know, just a gift to romance readers. So that's. Yes. I that's love awesome. the fact that they met at the, the bookstore. I yes. thought that was so cool. Um, yeah. Now, Mike's character in the book is very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, having just met Jordan. So how important was this trait for his character arc? Um, it was extremely important because the book was a novella, so things kind of had to happen fast. Um so that you know we just didn't have time to have a hero that you had to like break through barriers with also um the fact that he the vulnerability is also you know the flip side of his confidence which is something that you know you really want in a partner because jordan is also a very strong character she's very intelligent mm -hmm. um she knows her worth and is not afraid to ask for it. So her partner would have to be somebody who is, you know, both vulnerable and confident. Otherwise, you know, the, a relationship with them wouldn't work. You know, Mike saw something, he saw something or someone that he wanted and he had no problem going after it. And, you know, he really wanted to connect with Jordan and, you know, connect you know finding a connection with somebody that you really care about it is it is a really vulnerable experience because you you kind of have to you know put yourself out there and that's you know scary so um i think it was really important for him to be vulnerable um because you know that's the kind of person that that jordan needed and they needed to fall in love fast so yes i think that's why i liked his character so much yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, he was not afraid to show his soft side. And he was also very masculine at the same time. You know, it's a yes. very, it's a very uh, fine, you know, it's very, you know, delicate balance. So now um, this is a book that's a part of a series. Now, is yeah. the rest of the books, are they the same characters or is it like a different couple in each book? Yeah, so it's part of a three book series. And the way the three book series came about, it was kind of by accident, because, um, like I said, uh, Mike and Jordan's book was never even meant to be sold. It was never even meant to make it past that signing. But um, readers love their characters so much that they just wanted more of them. So um, I first wrote Vegas Baby, um, which is their wedding. Um, when I was when I first uh, put blind date with a book boyfriend in paperback, so it was mm -hmm. a paperback bonus. It, you can only get it. Uh, can you get it digitally? I don't think so. I think you can only get it in the paperback. And um, thirty five years. 
why did I write? Oh, right. 35 years um, was a submission for an anthology that ended up not being accepted. They chose a different story that I wrote. So, you know, I just figured something fell off my wall. Don't worry. It's oh, fine. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. So I was like, ah, people love Mike and Jordan. So there's the Mike and Jordan for you. And um, yeah, that, that, that was it. So yeah, I did, I did release Vegas Baby separately. So that's, that's where those came from. So Vegas Baby was originally a bonus epilogue for the paperback. And then 35 Years was a short story starring Mike and Jordan that, you know, ended up getting rejected by an anthology. But, you know, their loss is your gain because you can right. grab it and read it in Kindle Unlimited. All right. OK, so I have the pap, uh, the paperback copy. So I did get the bonus Vegas yes. story in that. OK, yeah. but it is a separate book now. So you can buy that as a separate book. Okay. All right. Cause I'm gonna have to get that and then get the 35 years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now um, let's talk a little bit about your shifter escapes series. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that series? Yeah. So again, um, I mean, I'm, I'm pro I am going to do better with planning my series. Cause I, I do literally no planning, especially for my Lucy Eden pen name. Um, but Shifter Escape started with Bear With Me, and Bear With Me was kind of an experiment to see if I could write a Shifter, um, a Shifter book, because the Shifter books that I read, I, I just wasn't really connecting with them. Um, okay. I think they, you know, they just got a little too, I don't know how to explain it. It's just always like a battle of, for good and evil, and the stakes are really high. And, you know, I was like, what if there was just like a comfortable, fluffy shifter romance where it's just full of like normal people doing their best and like sometimes they change into animals <laughs> you know <laughs> just like a regular dude who like turns into a bear at night like you know so um yeah so i started with bear with me and that's another book i originally gave it away for free and my newsletter and people really connected with it and i ended up selling it and um I was asked to write a, a novella for a, oh my gosh, what do you call those things? Another anthology. And that one was called Big City Heat. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if I, you know, wrote another shifter novella and just kind of connected it to Bear With Me. And then um, uh, Preteen Wolf came about because I wanted, it was another anthology that I was, I was asked to be a part of, but it was all paranormal and I didn't have a holiday themed paranormal story. So I was like, well, this is, you know, it will be like the perfect, you know, the perfect addition to um, Shifter Escapes. And if you read the epilogue in Bear With Me, um, a very pregnant Shelly is having a conversation with a mom named Megan, who has a, you know, a shifter son named Bradley, and they were inquiring about the resort. So I thought to myself, what if the story was about them? And oh. yeah, and that's, and that's how it came about. So they're all, you know, they're all connected. And I'm actually working on another story for the shifter escape series. It's just going very slow, but I'm really excited about it. And these okay. are lion shifters. So Wonderful. So now with your series, do you think it's better to for the books to be standalone within the series or do you think it's better for them all to be connected within the series? I I like a series of interconnected standalones. I like the books to be complete stories. So 
each book will end in an HEA, but it'll be interconnected and it's, you know, so it takes place in the same world. You see some of mm -hmm. the same characters. And I, I love when I read a series of interconnected standalones, I love getting to see other characters from other books that I love. And I like to see how they're doing and see how, you know, they're still in love. Are they still fighting about that same thing that they were fighting right. about? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's how I write my series. And that's, you know, also how I love to read series, but you know, I will, I will definitely read a well-written duet or trilogy, you know, about the same couple. And those are fun as well. Hey, so now, what do you believe is needed to write a good romance? I think what the thing you need to write a good romance is um, you need a you need to be a good storyteller. I don't think you need a lot of technical, you know, technical know how. I know a lot of people focus on, you know, craft and sentence construction and all those types of things and those things are definitely important but i think the most important thing you need is the ability to tell an engaging story and hit the hit the emotional gut punches and keep your reader engaged i think those are are the most important things to focus on you know have characters that are not just likable but lovable and um and yeah just tell tell a really great story you know people people readers will forgive a lot of things they'll forgive your typos they'll forgive you know whatever whatever but if the story is boring you know it it, it could be the most well constructed story in the world but if it is boring you know you're going to have a hard time keeping your readers engaged that is true. That will, if it's boring, they're probably going to put it down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And, you know, if, 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 you know, you can always re-edit something, you can always change the cover, you can always, you know, do whatever, but you cannot fix a story that is, you know, inherently boring. <laughs> you can, That's yeah, so true. You're, you're going to rewrite the whole book and who wants to do that? Do that. Yes. So now with romance tropes, do you have a favorite one or which tropes do you like to write the most? Hmm. I mean, if if to to nail down a trope that I've written the most, I would say it's it's definitely insta love. I love insta love. Um, you know, and a lot of times it's insta lust or insta attraction, and then mm -hmm. the story is spent, you know having the characters get to know each other and like really fall in love. But I do love that instant, that instant attraction. So I'd say Insta Love is the one I've written the most. I don't really have a favorite because I do love writing. Um, I do love writing tropey books. I love writing all the tropes. Um, I think, yeah, I just think they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, I start writing a story with my characters and then I choose the tropes. So you're just, you have a, a very like three-dimensional, well-thought-out character, and you're just giving them things to react to. So you have your characters, and then you, you think to yourself, okay, well, what if, you know, there's a secret baby? What if there's, somebody gets amnesia? What if um, somebody is somebody else's boss? Like, you know, and you're just, 
giving them things to react to in a way that's interesting because that's really all life is right we're just all people with very different personalities and characters and it's how we react to things so it's just it yeah because uh the way i write books they play out like movies in my head so once i have all the components and all of the you know the catalysts it i just kind of combine them and you know just record the reactions right okay that's a good way of thinking of that yeah oh so i've heard that romance is hard to write um so if you were to meet a new romance writer what advice would you give that romance writer I would say one, like focus on making your story interesting. And I think the best way to do that is to make your characters as interesting and three-dimensional as possible. Because what you're doing is you're just recording their reactions to situations. So it's, you know, if somebody was a 35 year old lawyer living in Illinois who has two older brothers and one younger sister and their parents are dead and you know they have to do x y and z by this time how would this person react how would they navigate this while falling in love at the same time and you know it already sounds interesting so i would say you know really work on making your characters as fleshed out and well developed as possible and um i think that's a great start to to making your story interesting because the thing about romance is it's not so much about the actions or the plot or the things that take place because you do have to have a plot um but it's more about the characters and we have to fall in love with the characters so that we can care about them falling in love if we don't care about the characters then you know it's you know the romance is not going to be as satisfying for us you really you know you have to create characters that people want to see fall in love that you want them to care so that's that's my advice is just make your characters as realistic and fleshed out as possible. And then the rest of the story just kind of writes itself. Wow. Yeah. That's good advice. Good <laughs> advice. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so now you said that you were in some anthologies. Yes. Did you, um, did you like anthologies? Did you like being parts of the, being part of it? Or have you ever thought about, you know, doing your own anthology and including other authors in it? Yeah, you know, I really love the romance community as a whole, and I really love our collaborative nature. I mean, you know, there's definitely some, you know, drama, not so savory things, but like on the whole, um, the romance community is very helpful and welcoming, um, very friendly to each other um so i do love the collaborative effort and the collaborative nature of being in in an anthology so yeah i i do i do like anthologies um i am planning something for 2024 with another author but it is top secret and i'm not allowed to talk oh, about it oh okay but, um, 
but yeah, I believe the Aloha anthology, which will benefit um, the survivors of the Maui wildfires, I believe mm -hmm. that is going out of print soon and that's still available. But um, my, oh my goodness, why did that thing go on? My story, um, uh, it's a shifter story with lions and it's in the shifter escapes. It's in the shifter escapes universe. And that is, that is in, um, that's still in print. So you can go grab that and uh, you're helping out a good cause. Okay. So we need to put links in the show notes for that. So I'll do yes. that. Let's move to some fun facts. So it, what is one fun fact readers may not know about you? Oh my goodness. Well, um, they may not know that Lucy is not my actual name. Um, oh. It is a pen name. They might um, not know that I do have another pen name and that pen name is Eden Weber. It was supposed to be like a secret pen name, but it just, you know, I'm just kind of hiding in plain sight. And she, Eden, has a six book series and it's interconnected and it's completely adorable and it's in KU. Um, it's called the Hearts of Stone series. So, and they're novellas, so you could read all six of them in one day. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. That's two fun facts. I don't know. Do you want? Do you want more fun facts? I, so, I've had a, a very interesting life. <laughs> <laughs> so the your other pen name. Yeah, the, it's in KU right now. Are you ever yes. going to take that out of KU so that it goes into print? I mean, I can put it in print now if I wanted. Um, I did do, I, I think I did the first two books in print, but I just kind of didn't follow up with it. I really want to do an omnibus, which is um, a hardcover volume of all six books together. So I might, I might do that in 2024. I just need to see what is, you know, what is, possible for that. But yeah, I mean, I could put them in paperback anytime. They're just all novellas. So I, I really have to think about, you know, how I want to do that. Because like with novella series, I like to get them in the omnibus, but I like to get it in print so that yeah. I have like all of them together. I don't have to wait. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> I don't it's have to. Me, so I have to stop it. <laughs> Um, I don't have to wait for all the stories. I can just get it in yeah. one omnibus and then have them all. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're all six of them are in KU. So you could totally binge them in, in one day on your Kindle and just, just keep going. Um, and they all lead into each other. So oh, okay. the, That's cool. yeah. So the epilogue of, of the, like each book is told from the point of view of the hero of the next book. So you, you know, you get the ending, you know, you get the fairy tale ending of that particular book, but it's told from someone else's perspective. And then it also leads you into, you know, what's going to happen in the next book, who's the hero, who's the heroine, who, what are the tropes, what can you expect? And um, also a glimpse of, of their different personalities, because they were, they're six brothers, and they're really fun to write. Um, I don't know if you if you have a lot of siblings or grew up in a family where you had a lot of siblings or close cousins. It's it's a very interesting dynamic the way they relate to each other. Um, so it's really fun to watch them interact with each other, but also fall in love. So oh. I, I had a lot of fun writing that series. 
Oh, well, that's cool. And that's under your pen name. And what was the, the name of that series? Yeah. Okay. So it's under Eden Weber and the series is called the Hearts of Stone series. And the first book in that series is called Up in the Air. Okay. Hearts of Stone. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Their, well, their last name is Stone. So I thought oh, okay. it was. Okay. Yeah. So that just goes right along with it. Just a very good play on words. Right. They're, so, you know, they're six workaholics who have sworn uh -oh. off love, but we all know how that works. We know out. how that goes. Exactly. <laughs> so can you tell readers what to expect from you um, in 2024? Yeah. Um, well, I do have a book um, published with Forever Pub, and that is coming out in November of 2024. So you can definitely look for that. Um, I think they'll be revealing the cover in a couple of months. Um, I will definitely have more um, indie published books coming out. Um, I will most likely do another Kickstarter, uh, the special edition uh, swag boxes. So I'll make that announcement in a couple months. I'm still in the process of shipping the last, um, the last of the of the spring boxes. So once I'm done with that and the smoke settle and, you know, the smoke clears, I can figure out what I'm going to do for the next year. Um, what else? Oh, I'm relaunching my newsletter, Love Notes from Paradise. Um, I took a hiatus from it in July just because I was so overwhelmed, but I have been getting, you know, a lot of feedback from my readers who miss it. So I'm planning to launch it again in 2024. Um, and it's basically just a romance themed online magazine. And I do like lots of interviews and giveaways and you know it's just fun it fulfills my my childhood dream of uh being a magazine editor like um susan oh my gosh what is her name susan taylor who oh. who um edited is she still the editor of essence i think so anyway but she's my idol so i you know uh. I, I always i always wanted to edit my own magazine so now I do. Oh, that's um, kind of cool. Yeah, and definitely more writing projects. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of fun things. I'm doing um, some more work with authors, um, designing covers and um, coaching and things like that. So I, I, you know, one of my passions is, you know, giving back. And, you know, I love helping other people, you know, with things that I had to figure out on my own. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, just, just a lot more of that. All right. And can you tell listeners where to find you and your books? Yeah, you can just go to lucyeden.com. Oh, I should also mention that I'll be doing a bunch of signings next year. And when I get it together to, uh, update my website, I will have them all listed. So you oh, may wonderful. be able to see me in a city near you in 2024. Um, but you can find me online at lucyeden.com. You can find me on basically every uh, social media platform at Lucy Eden Author. So that's that's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, at Lucy Eden Author, Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, so wherever <laughs> you are online, like I, I am there. <laughs> well, yeah, you thank can also you. find me at, yeah, you know, Amazon bookstores, all the places i'm everywhere all the places <laughs> and yeah because i found you on amazon so all the places amazon yeah. barnes and noble all the places Definitely. Well, i want to 
thank you for joining me today. And Thank you so much for having me. And before we leave, Lucy has offered to do a giveaway for us. If you guys would like to win one of her titles, then answer the question in the show notes to get put into the giveaway. And I will have all that in the show notes so that you guys can check that out. And don't forget to follow Lucy and check out her website because she has some very, very good romance books out there. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the podcast today for this conversation with Lucy. And remember, if you are, if you would like to suggest an indie book or an indie author to be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at arthurtabeasley at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can connect with A Reader's Book Corner on Instagram, Facebook, and X at A Reader's BC. Until next time, happy reading. Mm-hmm.